Hi everybody, welcome to our clinical scenario on infective endocarditis. Uh, please see the associated knowledge video for the clinical knowledge related to this scenario. So the uh, scenario is that uh, there's a 28 year old female patient that has attended the emergency department presenting with breathlessness, palpitations and fevers. The ED SHO thinks they've heard an ejection systolic murmur and are concerned that the patient has infective endocarditis and is so referred to yourself. Please discuss how you would approach assessing this patient. So um, I would assess this patient uh, with a thorough history. Um, in particular, we thinking about risk factors for inventive endocarditis. So I'd like to understand if this um, if this lady uh, has risk factors such as uh, IVDU or recent cannulation for any other any other reason or any indwelling lines um whether she has had any uh previous heart valve surgery or any prosthetic uh cardiac material and uh whether she has a history of infective endocarditis um then i'd try and get an understanding for the cardiac symptoms um that she's been having at the moment mentioned shortness of breath and palpitations when they came on uh, how they've been progressing over time uh, and also you know, thank you for her fevers as well and again how they've been progressing over time. Uh, then I take a brief history about her other, other medical background, um, whether she's on any other medications, um, any allergies and uh, what her general, uh, general social history is, so whether she takes any recreational drugs, uh, alcohol history and smoking history. Um, then I'd move on to uh, an ATE assessment, particularly focusing on signs of infective endocarditis. So um, I'd look for uh, Roth spots, um, Janeway's lesions, um, Osler's nodes, uh, and I'd listen to the heart um, to hear, look, listen for any murmurs, which would be suggestive of uh, infective endocarditis, um, and also look for any obvious uh, uh, other signs of infection, any rashes um, at all. Uh, and then I'd assess the patient um, with some basic bedside tests. Um, so I'd uh, think about the modified juice criteria. So thinking about um, a urine dipstick, um, uh, an ECG, uh, and I'd also think about doing um, blood cultures if they weren't sent already so that's um, uh, repeated blood cultures um, and also uh, do a bedside v-scan to look for any evidence of new valvular disease um, or any, any vegetations um, and then I'd bring that all together um, with, uh, with some bloods as well check inflammatory markers uh, and bring it all together to see whether it is likely or unlikely this patient had uh, infective endocarditis. Okay, um, so uh, you get a departmental echo which shows a one centimeter vegetation at the aortic valve. You admit the patient. Um, as the subsequent ward registrar, uh, could you describe to me how you'd be assessing this patient on your daily ward rounds? 
for infective endocarditis. Okay. So I would undertake a comprehensive systems review uh, whenever I saw the patient um, and I would make sure that they were on the correct antibiotics um, and that we were following instructions from the microbiology team about what antibiotics they were on and when they needed to be changed. Um, I'd like to see the patient uh, improving clinically and um, I'd also maybe do a repeat echocardiogram um, to see uh, if she's got any more vegetations uh, or the vegetation's getting worse. Um, and I'd also think about uh, um, think about keep, keep, keeping an eye on her um, her blood tests to check that her inflammatory markers are also improving as she uh, hopefully improves as well. Um, Okay, uh, so on the ward round two days later, you see her again. Uh, her fevers are now improving, but she reports new back pain. Describe how you would approach uh, this new presenting complaint. So I think if she has back pain, uh, I'd be worried about uh, a spinal abscess, which might be related to aortic valve uh, endocarditis. So I uh, organize a CT scan, uh, CT spine, uh, to look for any vegetations on the spine um, or any abscesses or vegetations or emboli uh, on the spine, um, which might uh, indicate that, yeah, I suppose, suppose this patient had an emboli from the aortic valve. Okay. Um... So a CT PET scan is done, which shows uh, two spinal microemboli, uh, and a repeat transthoracic echo is done, which shows that the vegetation has increased in size to 15 millimeters. How would you proceed to manage this patient? So I think that um, the vegetation has increased in size, um, and it's 15 millimeters, and she's got um, emboli to the spine, then. I think she needs surgery, um, so I would refer to our cardiothoracic surgery colleagues um, and say that she meets the criteria and whether they would uh, consider um, intervention on those patients. Uh, her vegetation is 15 millimetres now and she's got them away. Okay, so the cardiothoracic team uh, uh, take the referral and, and are indeed considering cardiothoracic surgery and also uh, they consider an aortic valve replacement. Uh, how would you explain this to the patient uh, in terms of the aortic valve replacement? And are there any specific things you counsel them about? Um, so if they're considering an aortic valve uh, replacement, um, I'd say that I try to counsel the patient that the reason we're doing this is to try and treat the infection and that the antibiotics that we've tried, been, tried to use have failed and because the infection's having significant signs of getting worse because it's spreading, uh, we need to re 
intervene in the aortic valve. So that would be a, a significant operation uh, under general anesthetic uh, done by cardio, cardiothoracic surgery colleagues. Um, and that would involve putting a new valve, taking the old valve and the infection out, uh, in fact, the infection on the old valve out and putting in a new valve. Um, and because this is a young patient, uh, be more likely that we'll go for a um, the team would go for a metallic valve. Um, so I cancel patient that she she take uh, lifelong lifelong warfarin uh, to prevent stroke risk for this, um, as well as having yearly follow up at least in the first instance to make sure the valve is obviously to, doesn't develop any regurgitation. Okay. Thank you very much. That ends the scenario. Thank you.